from a secret location in room 100 of 540 Jack Gibbs Boulevard, this is Craft. I'm your host, Doug Dangler. Songwriter, folk singer, humorist, and actor Loudon Brainwright III has released more than two dozen albums, acted in movies and TV series, and recently released a memoir called Liner Notes on parents and children, exes and excess, death and decay, and a few of my other favorite things. He'll be in Columbus at Natalie's Coal-Fired Pizza on November 17th. Welcome to Craft, Loudon Wainwright. Hey, how you doing, Doug? I'm uh, having a great day because I'm talking to you and I've followed your career since roughly 1992. Tell me about your new book, Liner Notes, which you referred to as the book you didn't mean to write. I didn't plan to write a book. I, uh, I you know, I, I'm a songwriter. Uh, I have written liner notes for albums over the years, but... I, the idea of uh, actually writing a book didn't really occur to me until uh, a friend of mine who's a fan and also in the publishing business uh, informed me that I had a book in me, mm-hmm. which um, sounded like a medical diagnosis. So I, uh, and then, uh, you know, uh, Random House uh, gave me some uh, money. <laughs> And uh, I started working on the book about three years ago, and uh, yeah, it came out in September, and um, so now I'm an author, in addition to everything else I do. So tell me about the process of writing. You said uh, it, it took a while to to create. What was that process like for you as you sat down and tried uh, something different, something that you'd seen your father do, do a lot of writing? Yeah, my, he had a column in the magazine called The View From Here in the 60s and 70s and 80s. Um, and he also, uh, you know, wrote books and uh, tried to write books. And I observed him doing all that. I I, I realized uh, at the uh, outset that I'd have to basically just get up every morning and spend some time on it, which is what I did. Uh, my, my, my songwriting process is a little more random. I mean, I just more or less write songs when the mood strikes me. I had a deadline. So I, I just worked on it every day and uh, managed to get it done. When you were working on it, how much research did you have to do for it? Is it just sitting down saying, oh, this is how I remember it? Or did you call up folks and say, what was your take on it? Or look through documents, so things like that. That's what I've always wondered on memoirs is how much you have to go looking through your own past to see if you got things right. Well, there were some questions that I asked certain people, but I, I you know, there's the 50 chapters in the book, uh, and, 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 and most of it is their stories and, um, uh, you know, histories of, of, of what's happened to me in my 70 years or 70 plus years. So, uh, and, and there's stories that I told over and over again uh, to people. And then, and then the themes that I... Um, explore in the book are, are themes that I've written about in my songs. So in a way I was prepared to write the book. I didn't, I, there was plenty of material. Um, and that's, you know, there's a lot of the song lyrics printed in the book. So you'd have a chapter about swimming and then there would be the lyrics to swimming song or, you know, uh, uh, writing a chapter about my sister. And then there was, a, there's another song, called the picture which is about the two of us so so the groundwork was laid for the writing of the book i just had to basically sit down and do it 
You've got some great quotes uh, for your liner notes uh, on your website from, say, Salman Rushdie and uh, Roseanne Cash. Tell me about going to meet some of these people or offering them the book and seeing what they uh, what they were going to say about it. Well, th- that stuff is known in the business as blurbs. You when mm-hmm. you when you write a book or or put out a record or, or you know I guess do anything you you uh, approach people for for to say nice things about it in hopes <laughs> of encouraging people to go out and buy it. Uh, I lived in Britain. For for about 15 years uh, in the mid, beginning in the mid 80s. And so um, I knew Salman uh, at that time. So I just said, hey, you know, can I send you my book? <laughs> no pressure. If you don't mm-hmm. feel like writing about it or doing anything, that's fine. So I, that's what I did. And the same with Roseanne. I, I've known her for a long time. Richard Thompson did a blurb, Judd Apatow. So, so, um, these are people that I know, and uh, I sent it to some people who didn't, you know, who didn't, who passed on writing a blurb. But I got some, I got some damn good blurbs. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I uh, also noted that you worked with Judd Apatow on a video called "I Had a Dream" in May 2016 about Donald Trump. <laughs> looking, looking back on that video now, what are your feelings uh, after the somewhat surprising election? Well, I was surprised, uh, like 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 most people, including I think Donald Trump, that he won. But um, uh, yeah, that was uh, written in the run up to the election, uh, and uh, you know it was designed to be, you know, to poke a little fun at the guy and get a few laughs, and it was a light-hearted uh, satire, I guess you could call it. And then when the reality kicked in, I. Uh, <laughs> I, let's put it this way: I don't sing the song as much as I used to. <laughs> yeah, um, and uh, it was people can listen to the song, and I'll put a link on the website. They can see, um, you know, which people got into it because you you mentioned Jeff Sessions as p- holding a post, um, and it was really um, sort of terrifyingly accurate. So congratulations on. <laughs> yeah, some of it was was prescient. I got a few things yeah. wrong, but a lot of it came true. Yeah, yeah. Um, you wrote a song called Surviving Twin, which you later turned into a solo show. And I've always been struck by the passion of that song and thought it was one of your very best. Tell me about creating uh, this stage show using um, Surviving Twin as sort of a jumping off point. Well, the name of the show is Surviving Twin, uh, and as is the song. Um, uh, my father... Uh, you know, who's a was a big character in my life. Although he di- he died in 1988, um, he um, uh, we weren't particularly close when when I was growing up, or even when when we were both adults. But um, after he died, uh, you know, when he died, it was a kind of a big deal, as is often the case when one of your parents dies. About six years ago, I, I made it my business to read all his columns that he wrote for Life magazine, and I liked a lot of what I read. And I decided that it might be interesting to create a a, a, a one-man show, or really a two-man show, I mean, uh, or a, a, a posthumous collaboration in which I perform uh, parts of his columns and, and um 
and then connect and combine uh, his work with mine with with my songs and i've been doing it for in various places for for several years um uh, I've done it in London and LA and New York a few times, and um, uh, it, it's it's an 80 minute theatrical piece with a couple of films, and uh, it's it's a it's, it's kind of really interesting, exciting thing that I do now in addition to my regular show. And I, in terms of that, also I include my dad in the book. Um, I, I decided that um, I would treat. The, the reader to some of his wonderful writings. So there are five or six of his uh, selections of his writing in my book. I've read that you said that the writing that you do, the songs and, and I'm assuming the book and things like that aren't necessarily therapeutic for you. Tell me about then what uh, sort of the eternal question of the motivation of the writer. You just have these things that you really want to write about and that how they come out. Things that I write about are, you know, can vary from things that just annoy me or amuse me to things that I'm obsessed with and concerned with and worried about. And, uh, you, you know, I just, I just have, I write about stuff that, 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 that I moved to write about. Um, uh, but, you know, people have asked me, is this, is that, is that process in any way therapeutic? I mean, if you're right talking about family issues or, <clears throat> excuse me, relationship issues or whatever. And the answer to that is not particularly, not to me, but it gives me a topic to write about. And also the audience, the listener, you know, perhaps it's, uh, it sheds some light on their situation. So it could be argued that, that, that maybe it's therapeutic for them, in which case they owe me more money. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll see if we can, uh, uh, prompt people to do that with this interview and when you appear at yeah, we'll Natalie's. the hat at the show. Yeah, yeah, sure. Uh, well, we'll certainly look forward to seeing you at Natalie's Coal Fired Pizza on November 17th, and I thank you very much for talking to me today, Loudon Wainwright. All right, Doug. Good talking to you. For more information from my guests, visit www.crafttheshow.com. This is Doug Dangler. Until next time, be creative.